That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Okay, Lauren, I kind of want to start with a question, and this is related to a program we're both doing right now. And in this program, one of the first questions posed was about commitment and like what we think being committed is. And I felt like this was a really big I don't know, like mind blowing moment for me because Mm. I realized how I view commitment isn't the way that I want to view commitment in terms of prioritizing myself. Interesting. (laughs) What does that mean? Okay. So when I was asked this question, my answer was committing to something was like acknowledging that there were going to be obstacles and Mm. believing that I was going to be able to come up with a way to get around them. Uh, And I think that's commitment to me because it's like you can commit to anything and it's easy to commit to something when you're like have the romanticized version of it in your head. But like (laughs) true (laughs) committing to something when you're like, oh, yeah, like this week sucks. And the literal only way I'm going to get my workout in is by getting up at 6 a.m. And like, that's the way I'm going to get around the obstacle of my schedule is insane this week. Right. That's like discipline commitment. Right. That's like the commitment is, okay, well, the answer is you have to do something that's a little bit shitty, but you have to do it, <laughs> right? And so, like, that's commitment right. to me. Um, in terms of, like, longer-term things, I think commitment in co- the context of, like, trying really hard on one move on a rock climb is, like, a different kind of commitment that I don't think we're talking about on this podcast. But, like, yeah. 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 When when this question was posed, I sat there for literally most of the five minutes they gave us, and I was like, uh. <laughs> like, I don't say. I was what? like, yeah. Um, Discipline, determination, mm-hmm. like effort and dedication, um, almost like, I mean, maybe like love and passion is part of that too. But the one theme that I think everyone else in the world said, except for me, <laughs> <laughs> like there were like so many people in this live webinar. I don't know exactly how many people were there, um, but the big word was priorities, prioritization. And Mm. that felt so different to me than the, like the do the discipline. And it made me feel like if you have priorities that you are committed to, it comes from this place of almost like kind of what you said in the beginning where it's like, there might be obstacles, but you believe you can get through it. And it comes from a place of almost like ooh, self-love. I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it kind of sounds you know to I mean? me like it almost sounds to me like the shift that you noticed was kind of this like almost like the 
the Rocky montage version of commitment where it's like, no matter (laughs) what, I'm going to do it. Like, da-da-da. That's, like, kind of hardcore. And then you kind of realize that, like, the more practical or, like, compassionate version of commitment was, like, yeah, okay, well, you can't be, like, fully committed to, like, 18 different goals. It's okay to be, like, fully committed to two and, like, half committed to a few other ones. And as long as you know those priorities and you're cool with that, then, like, that's fine. But 100%. I think it almost feels like, like you got more practical and realistic about it versus like the kind of like hardcore, no excuses version of what yes. we think of commitment as. Which, and I think the practical oh, version is a lot yeah. more compassionate and like fun and attainable. So that's very yes. interesting. 100%. And that got me thinking about the <laughs> the dreaded. New Year's resolutions and yeah. how we we go into them feeling like I have to commit, I must be disciplined, I must be resolute, you know, yeah. and it's like do it at the expense of everything else, mm-hmm. go buck wild and yeah. do it. Yeah. So Can I have a side a rant about, about New Year's yeah. resolutions? Please. Okay. Please rant. So I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is what's happened cuz I I probably seem like a very pro New Year's resolution kind of person, but I think if you take the literal definition of like what a New Year's resolution is, it's like resolving to do something differently for forever. And that's like yeah. not that don't what work. I, like <laughs> ascribe to. To me, the phrase New Year's resolution, like I'm just like, yeah, that's stupid. I would never be like, I'll have to change this about the way that I am forever. Cause that feels like very overwhelming and unattainable and ridiculous mm. and hard to get started on so I've just like eliminated that definition from my mind completely and now whenever I hear new year's resolutions I just think like oh setting some goals and like setting up some experiments and like maybe trying some new things in the new year or like setting up fun challenges for the year yes. and so I'm very pro my version of a new year's resolution but I realize <laughs> that if I like I am talk people that hate new year's resolutions I'm like oh we both don't like the idea that you're gonna like change something about yourself completely and commit to that forever that feels right. ridiculous and unattainable we do like the idea of trying new little things reflecting on your previous year setting some new goals also if you're like the kind of person that's like I'm doing this all the time like January doesn't feel that special like that's good but a lot of people like don't ever take the time to like step back and I think the like Christmas extended holiday where we're usually like resetting refreshing feels right like like it's I like just the, yeah the fresh start effect that's the fresh start called. effect we'll put a we'll put a link to the like research on that in the show notes but like, yes yeah I have a very good paper on that but ooh, fun we'll okay Yes. yes. You mentioned you mentioned that you have goals versus resolutions. What is your goal? Like what's a big goal for you this year? Ooh, okay. Before I tell you all, let's do some some of our usual housekeeping type announcements first. <laughs> 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 yes. Um okay. Uh-huh. So first of all, allow us to introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm a certified personal trainer and climbing coach. I'm here with my dear friend Caitlin. I'm Caitlin, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist. And you're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is a snack break. We're so glad you're here. Real quick, before we get into the episode, before I tell you what some of my fun little resolutions and goals are for the year, I want to give you a quick reminder that if you submit a review on Apple Podcasts, A of all, it helps us out a ton, and B of all, if we read your review out loud on the podcast, you can get some free stickers. So make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, submit a quick review, 
for us and we will appreciate you forever and you will be able to commemorate our appreciativeness with a cool sticker for your water bottle etc all right caitlin let's talk about all right great what are we talking about today what's our what's our theme today to set the stage, we're going to talk about how to keep your nutrition goals alive in the new year and how not to lose steam. Because I think mm. the discussion about resolutions and, you know, the like being disciplined and committed, I think by this time of year, at the time that this episode is being released, I think it can feel really overwhelming to keep up with things. And it can also feel like we might hit some roadblocks. So I think it's a really good time to just reflect on what those goals were. It's mm-hmm. okay if you already set some resolutions and you're feeling overwhelmed, but that's why this episode is for you. So yeah. before we dive into some questions, I do want to hear what your goal is, Lauren, because I feel like you are so good at establishing goals with goal setting and you're really practical for yourself. And I feel like I always learn a lot from your goals and I steal some of them. So <laughs> love it. <laughs> Please share. <laughs> okay. So some of the, so I kind of, so like the big nutrition related thing I'm doing this year that just like seems fun um and I'm just gonna shout out Cara Nordine from Body Brain Alliance we will link to Body Brain Alliance in the show notes that is the program that Caitlin and I are both in and we love it um oh my god we've yeah one at the time we're recording this we've only been in one of the classes so far and I'm like sold I'll, yeah, I'll do anything excellent. you say. Um, so <laughs> yeah, love learning about behavior change. It's so good for us as people and coaches and business owners. It's excellent. But one of the, so Karin did this last year and I was like, this seems fun and I want to try it. So my goal for the year is to eat 2024 servings of vegetables. I love it. <laughs> uh, which I feel like is kind of fun. And that actually averages out like that might seem like, I don't know, crazy or wild or something, but it averages out to like five and a half servings of vegetables, which is like actually 100% normal. <laughs> hundred, Yeah, like pretty normal. Like it's like if you're eating between four and seven servings of vegetables every day, which is like actually not that wild. A serving is about, Caitlin always shows me this, but it's kind of like what, like the palm of your hand or like a fist size. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like a fist for... For most people, of course, it's like it's a little different <laughs> if, it's, yeah. if it's like sprouts or something, but for sure. So that's kind of my big like annual goal. And then at least for the month of January, I like I don't know if I'll keep doing this or if I will. Like You know, I like to have like a, you know, the mix of long term and short term goals is good. So I'm like, totally, okay, yeah, I'm not going to commit to like tracking my water for the entire year because that's like way too much. But I do think I don't get enough water. Um, and I know that I'm going to be like ski tour as this is being recorded. It's January 5th. Um, and I know I'm going to be like ski touring a lot and that requires just being hy- hydrated and, you know, waking up at 6am already dehydrated before I go on a ski tour just feels like Ooh. not a good plan. So that's what no. my goal for this month is to, in the month of January is to just track my water intake 80% of the days of the month, which I guess, I don't know. I'm not going to do that math right now, but like you get it. It's like 20 20 some days ish uh, is when I, how many days I want to be yeah, tracking my water intake. I and that. I just want to like ke- keep track of it so I can be aware. And the first day I tracked it, I was actually fucking shocked. I was like, <laughs> oh, because like, what is it, Caitlin? Like, in general, you probably want to get like 100 to 100. Well, you've told me this before. Well, and I just don't remember because I'm half- the worst. <laughs> no you're not the worst reframe that um <laughs> it's hard to remember i think all of these little things 
Um, but the general rule of thumb is half your body weight in pounds in ounces of water. Oh, so, okay. Like if you're like, let's say you're like 120 pounds, that's like 60 ounces of water. And I okay. think like the other general rule of thumb is for most people, uh, like eight, eight ounce cups. Yeah, you know, that's is pretty good. Four ounces, so okay. Yeah, and and I think if you're sweating more, that's of course different. Yeah, um, so if you're like exercising but, for part of the days, you probably want to do more. Yes. I want to like, I would like to be doing like a hundred to a hundred and twenty a day, especially if I'm doing like yeah big long like sweaty workouts and stuff. Um, totally. So, okay, that's good we, to know. Yeah, but yeah, so you can I can use uh, your uh, yeah, just a little tip for anybody listening to look at your urine color. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah, Pale well, yellow is what we want. Leading up to this, I will just divulge that it was not the correct color. For <laughs> oh no! Uh, so <laughs> I was like, you know, we really need to get on top of this. So those are kind of my two little like. So I got my like long term veggie goal that's like kind of fun, and then I have my little short term thing that hopefully will resolve. And just bringing awareness is already making changes, so that's positive um what about you caitlin what are you do you have any fun little nutrition goals for the year i do and they're i would say they're pretty basic maybe if you're listening and you're like wow that's not very creative for a nutritionist (laughs) (laughs) it's Um, almost like the basics are good welcome to this podcast uh yeah (laughs) like it's not like i'm trying to eat goji berries every day um that's not happening that sounds expensive go on (laughs) it sounds expensive and unnecessary anyway um (laughs) For me, I really like the month of January, especially after the holidays. But for me, especially after COVID, because I was sick for all of the holiday. Mm. I think for me, it's really important to just kind of check in with myself. So something that I've started doing is almost like I'm calling it my like quarterly nutrition check in. So I started to track Mm. again. And I'm I would say I probably do this like twice a year okay so not as often as maybe I would have in the past but I think this is my like biannual uh check-in and I think this because of the sort of like fresh start effect the holidays like you had Mm -hmm. said I think is a good time for me to check in because I get a little out of my routine in December and then I have like I'm I have the going back to school effect happening right now where I'm like okay yes. I gotta get my planner like, my December binders. 15th we have senioritis and it's like time for yes. break and then like and then now we want to kind of like get back and organized so I think part of that for me is just assessing where I'm at with my nutrition I don't think I really ate enough over the holidays I let myself enjoy things and I I had a lot of fun and I I ate foods that I really love and I didn't really care and that's fine. And now I just want to make sure that Mm -hmm. to match my training goals, I'm eating enough and getting a right uh, diversity and the balance of macronutrients that make me feel my best. So for sure, just checking in this month, that's my short term goal. And then long term, I would like to just be better about slowing down. I know that's not necessarily nutrition, but for me, it's like one of those things I'm exposed to is how stressed out I was last year, how I hit Mm. burnout after February. And I feel like I don't want to repeat that this year. I want to approach the year with a lot more intention to be 
like calmer, but maybe to like prioritize my health and myself first. So that's Ooh, that's kind of where I'm at. I like that. Can I do a little bit of coaching with you on the spot to try to make tighten <gasps> yes. that up and make it a little more yeah, yeah, yeah. specific? Specific. Okay. Yeah. Give me some yes. s'more goals here. <laughs> yes. You love to see it. Um, we love a s'more goal. Um, okay. So you said that you like want to kind of acknowledge when you're starting to feel overwhelmed and like do something about it what's a way that you could potentially like measure that like three months from now how would you be able to tell me like yes no I succeeded with this goal or not hmm that's a good question I think so this is a very new thing for me so one of the things I've been practicing in the last week as I get back into work is I'm organizing myself better and by that Mm. I mean I have a routine so I think checking things off mentally more so than physically but checking Mm. off my routine has been a really good way for me to keep my stress levels in check keep myself balanced and kind of make myself a priority more so it's like the basics of okay I get up I make my latte I have breakfast take my vitamins uh, make sure I get water and then I go upstairs and I do my like fun skincare routine my lymphatic face massage (laughs) and Then I stretch a little bit, let the crazy dogs out, and then I get to work. And I think having – and I do journal occasionally. I did a whole gratitude journal every day last year, and I think I'm going to do something different this year. I haven't figured out. But I think by having a measurable routine and creating maybe more things in that routine to be able to check off on a daily habit list could be a really good approach. Ooh, okay. I have like a super, you can obviously workshop this, but just for the purposes of giving, you know, our audience some examples of yeah. like what it looks like to, because I think this is a, we're going to talk about goal setting pitfalls and like getting back on the wagon a little bit, but live coaching is fun. Um, Okay. So <laughs> I think Caitlin, it sounds like you have a few things in your like morning routine that help you set up to like go into your workday feeling relaxed, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the simple way, and I think you could maybe like define which parts of you could, okay, this is what I feel like you could do. You could have like a good, better, best version Mm -hmm. of your routine. I love it already. And then you literally at the end of each morning or like at noon or at the end of each day, whatever, you could just like write the date and then like good, better, or best, or like didn't do it (laughs) at all. Or you could like Mm. score it on a scale of like one to five or something like how quality your morning routine was. And you could describe like one equals I at least ate breakfast, five equals I did all the things and like journal and whatever. So I feel like that could be an easy way to measure it so that, you know, if three months from now I came back to you and I was like, okay, so your morning routine and also like, look, look everyone how we just went from I want to feel like more calm all the time, which is like, sounds nice. Like, that's great. Uh, I how want do you that do too, it? But like, <laughs> what does that mean? And how can we measure it? And how can we actually like make a real concerted effort to do it in a way that we can like troubleshoot um, effectively? And this is a lot like training too, right? But so we just went from, I want to do that to, okay, we actually have established that like a morning routine helps with that. And now we also have a way to track how well we adhered to that in a way that isn't like, you know, it's like a note in your phone that's going to take you two seconds to fill out, right? right. But now you can track it. Well, and at the end of like a month, you can check in and be like, 
oh, during this week, I didn't do shit with my morning routine. Right. And I felt wild, right? So. Well, I, I think you just, something clicked for me. I had an aha moment and I was like, okay, short term, got it. Short term goals, concrete, feel really easy to say like daily, I'm going to do this for a month, two months, a quarter. Mm-hmm. But the longer term goals, I think naturally feel bigger. So by breaking it down a little bit more concretely to my days, weeks, yeah. months, even if it's a long-term goal, I feel like is something I'm still very much working on. And I think this class we're taking with Karin is going to be so good because she's already talked about that a bunch. But I also think when we make goals in the new year, I also wonder if that's why come like February, March, we start to forget about those goals. And then we get to the point where we're like, huh, what am I doing again? Yeah. You're like, that was too big. And I actually didn't write any of it down. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. Oops. Yes. Yeah. Oops. Love it. Okay. Well, I have a few questions for you about, you know, keeping the, keeping the stoke alive with nutrition goals. So let's, yeah, let's get into that. Um, what have you observed people being like the least successful with when it comes to setting nutrition goals? I think that when we set goals and it's it's not a successful thing, so we feel like we're kind of like failing, I'm going to mm-hmm. say quote failing, we take on these goals that um, force us to do these like massive overhauls of our current lifestyle. So it's like maybe we say, okay, I'm going to meal plan and prep every weekend for six hours all of a sudden in the new year well that takes a big chunk of your life away that maybe you did other stuff before or that you didn't even have available to begin with (laughs) exactly exactly so like you do this massive overhaul you take on way too much at once maybe with too many things and you also take on too many things that are new at once Mm -hmm. so you're not adapting anything to your current lifestyle you're just throwing yourself into a pit basically yeah (laughs) that's a huge issue I think so too um just to kind of like pat myself on the back you'll notice that my goal for water is not drink more water all year it's simply track my water intake every day it's not track water intake and drink over 70 ounces of water a day it's just track it and just for a month. And you know what? That's fucking easy. And now I have the energy mm-hmm. and mental space to overachieve by being like, wow, I didn't drink a lot of water. And the next day I got a massive debilitating headache. And now I can put two and two together. And right. now I'm already like <laughs> intrinsically motivated to drink more water. Right. And I haven't had to like, but there's no drama. There's no drama about being like, right. oh my God, I didn't like drink enough today. I suck. It's just like, I made it so easy that, it, that the goal is just like tracking it. And that is way more chill. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to like stick with it just to give you all it's an example. Um, almost like you are data mining versus like setting yourself up for this goal that for may like, or may not happen. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. with like daily like habit that. type things, especially with nutrition, it kind of feels like the little like bite-sized incremental steps are a lot more chill. Speaking of totally. that, why do you like kind of break down, we kind of just talked about it, but like why do you think people fail at 
when they set goals that are very like massive overhaul type goals and like how fast do you think they fail like how quickly does it happen (laughs) I'm sad to say that I think I've observed this happening like by the end of January like it's pretty quick I feel like it might be faster (laughs) yeah I think by the end of January is like when the last like holdouts (laughs) start to be like this is too hard and I think that you know like even two weeks in people might be like oh my god like this is too much. And maybe they don't think about it right away, but it's like, we come back to the similar goals from the past year and we're like, Oh, I really dropped that ball or like I failed here or I didn't do a good job. I didn't continue with it. Cause we kind of forget about it as we feel uncomfortable because Mm -hmm. I, I think having these massive overhaul moments of trying to do too many new things at once creates a lot of discomfort there's a lot of unfamiliar unfamiliarity. So you feel kind of like uncharted territory. So it's also easy to back down and be like, well, eh, well, that was too much. Oh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I think it disrupts your routines that maybe already work well for you rather than trying to integrate it into that routine. Uh, Of course it adds stress. And I think too, like we're not just, we're just not adapting goals to our current life. Like we're trying to do too many things at once to get to this outcome that maybe we haven't even visualized enough to like with our our life like have you I'll, let me ask you a question Lauren have you ever heard in like business entrepreneur circles like live the life of the person you want to be and eventually you'll be that person 100% does that yeah I don't live by that because <laughs> I, think I think you can take that in a nuanced way and it can yes. be a good thing. And I think you yes. can also fuck it up spectacularly. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I hear that, I automatically think like I get overwhelmed and I agree with you. I think that there's a way to like back that up and make it more specific to you. But I also think it means you have to get super, super, super clear on what you're going to do to set yourself up for success, but also keeping in mind who you are as a person and what your life looks like. Like if you're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to, you know, stretch before bed, but then you have a kid and their life Mm -hmm. is chaotic. So yours is too. Like you're automatically going to feel like you're failing there because it's not tailored to your life. Like, you know what I mean? hundred percent. Speaking of failures and successes, I want to talk about that because I think with certain types of goals, like, yeah, success and failure can be very like cut and dry. But do you think we should be viewing nutrition this way? Probably not. (laughs) I I actually, (laughs) yeah, I, I actually don't think that I like to view nutrition as a success or a failure because I think that suggests that there's a right or a wrong way to do something. Yeah. And I think, yeah, nutrition, like nutrition is an imperfect science at best because everyone is so different. Like it's not something that you're good or bad at. It's simply just something that you can take the time to learn. And what I mean, learn is learn what works for you and then continue to adapt it. So it's, it's more like a skill, right? So when something doesn't work, we learn to adapt to Mm -hmm. us rather than trying to adapt to a random thing that someone else does. And when something works, we can continue forward with it. That's that's just kind of how I view nutrition because I think we tend to get really, really strict with it. Yeah. I feel like kind of not to be contrary, but I do feel like 
like for my nutrition goal with my little like vegetable situation, like it's very possible that I do not eat 2024 servings of vegetables, but like, I don't think anything bad is going to happen if I try. I also think there's a very big difference in nutrition goals in terms of like the difference between adding. And I think you've talked about this before a lot, but it's like, I feel like there's a big difference between failing to add stuff to your diet is very different Mm -hmm. than failing to cut stuff out and I feel like that whole like if your goal is to like completely avoid sugar in 2024 I think that success failure narrative around that is spicy and also why (laughs) yeah it looks so it's very different different. it makes you feel different too right Mm -hmm. like you you sit there and you're like like if you avoid and you fail to avoid it's like oh i suck but yeah. if you fail to add it's like oh i want to i want to add that next like time. i'll try that again right. yeah like it's, it's definitely very different less, it's like cuz you're not regretting something that you just ate and enjoyed and like creating this complicated thing you're like huh i wish i would have just like gone ahead and ordered the like little salad with my dinner cuz then i could have had more veggies today like that's just different it's like right. a different feel to it um yeah so it's i think adding stuff one of the yes the thing I'm I will put this in the notes that uh, paper I mentioned about the fresh start effect something that you just reminded me of is called the approach oriented versus the avoided oriented effect and I just put this in my newsletter today because I thought it was such a good point to make and it's that you're more you're significantly more likely to succeed in your goals and continuing forward when they're approach oriented versus avoidant oriented. So instead of saying I'm no sugar, no mm-hmm. chocolate, um, you know, no this, no that, or I'm going to f- avoid buying Ben and Jerry's and keeping it in my house. Instead, it's like, I'm going to have a new, I'm going to try a new recipe this week. Or I'm going to have one new extra vegetable today. You're more likely to be successful and to view your successes as like goals to keep moving forward. If you have these added approach oriented goals versus trying to avoid and subtract things like that's Uh, just okay. That cool. I think. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. This brings me to another question regarding success and failure still so what do you think we can learn from our failures um and should we like give up on success like after we like succeed at something should we just like cross it off the list and move on or like what do you recommend doing uh you know like let's say you're listening to this like february 20th and you're like okay so i have failed so far at my like nutrition goals and maybe i either need to like I need to like regroup how do I do that in terms of (laughs) reviewing my successes and failures (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's it's something good to think about because let me ask you this like when you achieve a goal do you ever just sit there and be like okay next I'm done with that forever or do you say like okay I achieved that thing like what can I do next with the skills that I just built like is that something that you think about either in business or personally 
Uh, I definitely think there are certain rock climbs that I hate so much that I'm like, <laughs> did that? Never again. Ate my slab veggies. Fuck that. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. And don't think about it. So I definitely like do that with rock climbs where I'm like, you know, I've exhausted my like growth mindset, higher self, Lauren. And I'm like, wow, I just like really <laughs> fucking hate this rock climb. And I like know I need yes. to do it because I'll learn from it. But also now that I've done it, I'm so over it and I'm going to go climb something I think is fun. Um, yeah. So but you, whether like, that's like a short term project skills. or yeah, I'm like, I did. I'm like, I gained the skills. We did it. Fuck that. Moving on. <laughs> like, well, that happened to me. Oh my God. I have the clearest example of when that happened to me too. In Waco tanks, I climbed this climb called girls of Texas and I thought, Oh, you know what? Crimpy. It, it suits me. It's short. I'll do this like very quick. Oh my God. No. The number of times that I chuffed on the last move, I don't even know why. It just didn't happen for years. And when I finally sent it, I cried on the top out and I was just like, I hate this climb. And, (laughs) and I, looking back at that, I think I kind of closed a chapter, but I feel like I learned a lot to move forward with. And I learned a lot about like myself as a climber. So it's not all lost, but I think the point here is that this, you know, failures teach us how to change and seek more desired outcomes in the future. And I think with successes and goals, maybe we should try to create those opportunities to continue succeeding versus get to a goal, call it quits, and maybe thinking about what can you do every day to continue with this goal or what can you establish in your life that helps you maintain this habit. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. this this might look different, obviously, with certain situations, but essentially what can you take from those skills that you developed in that initial goal to move on to another goal? I think yeah. that's kind of where I like to redirect my focus and what I hope yep. maybe others would do. I think something I also want to point out too, and this reminds me of something an athlete told me yesterday, but he was kind of like, I feel like I'm always resetting. I'm always regrouping. Like I go through ups and downs and then I have to like reset and move on again. And I just feel like that means there's something wrong with me. It was like kind of what he communicated. And I was like, that's actually what the process of getting better and improving at anything (laughs) looks like. Surprise, you're a normie. Right, exactly. (laughs) And it's like, actually, if you weren't resetting and you weren't regrouping and you weren't going like, okay, that was hard or okay, that was like a dip in the, you know, dip on the roller coaster ride of this goal. Like if you weren't doing that, you would actually just give up and then like never accomplish anything. So I think if you're feeling that you're like, oh my God, it's like getting better at stuff feels hard and it always kind of feels hard. It's like, yeah, that's because doing hard things is hard. (laughs) (laughs) Like like if you feel like you're having to reset, regroup, deal with resistance to doing a new thing, it's like sometimes like eventually, yes, like certain habits like make it easier. Like I'm sure when you were five, brushing your teeth every day was like, I'm not doing that. And now that you're an adult, it's probably like a lot more, you know, chill. There are things like that where it's like, Mm -hmm. yes, it will eventually become easy. But like the process of getting better at rock climbing, the process of improving your nutrition like that is, you know, there's going to be bumps in the road and like resetting, regrouping and like starting over or getting back on the wagon it's kind of like an expected part of the process so don't act like something's wrong with you if Mm -hmm. you like are you know if there's struggle along the way like congratulations you're doing something that's challenging and worth doing congratulations so you're part of life yeah like you're you're a normal human (laughs) yeah it's not I mean I don't think 
what we experience in life is linear. Yeah, time is linear, but like why would anything else that you do be exactly the same because things are always changing. So Yeah. Yeah. Now, why do we think so. of goals and resolutions yeah, I think as ex- so firm? Like resol- being resolute that's a weird thing to think about for goals, I think. Yeah. So sweet. Well, Caitlin, so anything else you want to yeah. leave us with um, <laughs> or any announcements that you have regarding stuff coming up in February for you? I have a lot of big things coming up and uh, I'm not going to share them in detail yet, but some big things coming up from me are uh, I have some cool freebies coming up because I think that helping people understand what they might need some nutrition support on is where people get stopped up. Like they, you know, maybe they're chugging along and they're reviewing their, you know, their goals and whatever. And they're like, okay, well, I still, I feel stuck. I don't really know what I might have in terms of gaps. And then I don't know really what to do with that. So I will have something coming out very soon that is a freebie and I'm excited to share more. Um, But until then, I am going to just trickle out some information here and there, but very excited for this as it comes out. All right. Awesome. I'm trying to think as this is being recorded, all I can say on my end is that I predict that. So I should have some custom plan spots opening towards the end of March. So if you're listening to this, I would and you're like thinking about working with me in the spring or summer, I would highly, highly recommend getting on the wait list for working with me on custom plans. Do it. <laughs> um, do it. Uh, it'll be sick. Uh, so that's what that's what's up with me. Um, cool. Anything else you want to leave us with or shall we wrap her up? Let's wrap her up. All right. Until next time, everyone. Keep it. Keep it. Average. Average. <laughs>